Welcome to episode 82 of Comic Book Nation, the official podcast of comicbook.com. I am your host, Kofi Outlaw, and with me again on this fine episode is my co-host, Matthew Aguilar. What up? And my other co-host, Janelle Wheeler. Hey, everybody. And creeping out in the cut over there, we got the original <laughs> Trinity member, looking fresh, shaved, and baby-faced himself, Mr. Brandon Davis is back with us. He's been on the road for a minute, but uh, good to have you back, buddy. <laughs> Hello, everybody. So we are back and we are here today because, I mean, I could pretend like we have a whole lot to talk about and we kind of do, but there is one thing going on, the major thing happening today, which is we have begun the streaming wars with the launch of <laughs> Disney Plus. So Disney Plus is now live. Disney Plus is up after all our talks, after all this time. The new Disney streaming service is online, and we are uh, here dipping our toes in. Kind of, sort of. Kind of, sort of. Like, uh, we're starting to get a few toes, you know, a couple toes deep into this. And uh, we're going to talk about some things that are going on with the Disney Plus launch today. There are some uh, reveals from Marvel we're going to break down. BD kind of, like, went Midnight Warrior on us and was digging through all things Marvel on Disney Plus, so he's going to help us uh, walk through all that. And, of course, we all have dipped in and watched Star Wars The Mandalorian, the first live-action Star Wars series. And, of course, uh, as they promised, quite a few surprises in this Star Wars show, quite an ending to this first episode, so we are going to talk full spoilers about that. Plus, Matt is going to break down the new comics of the week, as always, and... We have a new Sonic the Hedgehog trailer, and like, let's start there. Let's start there, because we're going to go full Disney Plus in a minute, but uh, let's start. So the uh, Sonic the Hedgehog trailer came out, like, uh, how long ago? I don't even remember. Uh, like, was it? Four We've done 80 months? episodes, and I don't even remember. It was like... Like three or four months ago, yeah, probably. Yeah, it was a long time ago. I didn't ago. even see the first one. Good, because I was going to say, it was a thing that many of us wanted to see burned with fire. <laughs> I think only Matt was like, okay with it. it was Me like and Jim. Matt. Me and Jim were Yeah, were Matt fine. and Jim were making apologies for that. But now we see it just how wrong, really, really wrong you two were about this. Actually, whole we thing. were right. No, you were wrong. No, we were right. We to said, excuse that earlier Sonic trailer, we when like, we got this now upgraded Sonic trailer it's with the like same an actual trailer. But with an actual okay, the, Sonic the Hedgehog that doesn't haunt my dreams. Yeah, Sonic looks great. What did we say at the time? We said we we don't like the design, but we like the rest of it. And it's the same. It's the same voice coming out of his mouth. It's the same type of humor. Jim Carrey looks great as Robotnik yet again. The And I love the new redesign. I think it looks great. I think it looks way better. But that's what we said at the time. And so revisionist history over here in this chair. I feel like you're the guy who like had a flip phone and the first time somebody gave him an iPhone, they were like, look, it's the same phone. It makes calls. It sends texts. What is it? You gave it a fancy upgrade. Between the two trailers, like did anything else change or is it just Sonic? There's like one no, extra. Yeah, there's a couple. Yeah, there's a couple. Like, of did Jim like change at all? Did Jim carry like his outfit no. or anything no. like that? Okay. Jim Carrey is still Jim Carrey. I, then why did everybody give him so much crap? Because the design was not great. The well, yeah, Sonic looked terrible. Like I didn't even see the trailer, but the memes all over Twitter yeah. were yeah. fantastic. It was crazy creepy that old Sonic with his weird legs and, and the teeth. Yeah. Man, those yeah. teeth, teeth were really like, special. Yeah. And now it's like now there's a movie I want to see. It's a little Sonic I want to hang out with. That's a big difference. It's a no. I like the new design, but all you people coming on and saying it's a completely different trailer. Oh. No, it's not. No, it's not the exact same thing. I mean, it's very different. It's not. <laughs> it's not. Yeah. It's yeah. Not. Uh, yeah, it's like if they made Back to the Future with that original guy instead of Michael J. Fox. Like, it's the same movie. Blah, blah, blah. But like, no, it was a big difference. 
not. Things change. Imagine if they got the look of Captain Marvel totally wrong in the trailer, and the trailer was the same, and then they released a different trailer where she actually looked good. You would be saying something different. And I would be saying what I just said, which was the design was not great, which I said at the time. But everything else about the trailer, the tone, the humor, the characters, if you didn't like the first one, I don't know how you like this one. And all of that, and it's by a more the way, likable per- the I mean, time, it's the entire thing about, like, that's why leads get replaced and things well, all the time. Well, we can revisit the conversation in his office at that time. Really? And this Charlie is the and you. No, I'm just saying, like, all these people were, like, crapping on are we the, the trailer, again? not just the design. You guys were saying it wasn't funny, the jokes were lame, everything else about it. The only redeeming thing was Jim Carrey at the time. You, I mean, you have to just give it up that maybe we couldn't see past this creepy Sonic that was just throwing off everything else. I mean, your opinion is your opinion. I'm oh, just saying, true. I'm not, I'm just saying for it was me, pretty creepy. everything else was like, oh, is this is, I like this. Fix the design and then we're good. And they did. Okay. Because of our outrage. Yeah, bravo to not everybody, all the consumers. Because of Man, our those, outrage. Those yeah, Christmas that, trees, yeah. those Christmas trees under the, the staff, the visual effects staff on this movie are going to be fully stocked for those kids this year. Yeah. They so, have been that's working. Fair. Yeah. That's absolutely so, fair. Yeah. All right. So moving right along from this strange grenade explosion <laughs> uh, over Sonic the Hedgehog, we are going to go into the... Uh, launch of Disney Plus, but uh, first, let's make another stop, because uh, there is something we've been checking in every week with uh, Watchmen, and now you, Janelle, like, this is a big deal for you. You've, like, broken through to the other side, because you've been brave enough to jump into this HBO Watchmen series with us without actually having seen... Without having any knowledge. Any knowledge of the the Watchmen uh, thing before, which was, uh, yeah, it was interesting to get your opinion when you were just somebody watching trying to understand why squids are falling from the sky <laughs> yeah. and whatnot. Um, yeah, and why we're having these strange, you know, not safe for work callbacks yeah, to Dr. That's what Manhattan was... and like, what's going no, on with what all happened. this? that's happened. That so, was the third episode. Yeah. The so third episode. So we got episode. you to sit down and watch the actual, like, Zack Snyder's Watchmen movie, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, I know some purists will be like, that's not it, but like, you know, that's what we're going to work with here. Yeah. Because we are working with... An adaptation, a screen adaptation. So we're just going to give you the movie to watch. So tell us real quick, what do you? Okay. What did you think of Watchmen? And now, what do you think about the show now that you've yes. actually seen this movie? First and foremost, if you have not watched the movie, you're fine. Two episodes in, right? Episode one, episode two, you're good. Like the only thing that's kind of confusing is the squid situation, but that's not a big part of the story yet. You get to episode three and you don't know who anyone is. You don't understand why our lead female character is famous. You don't. I mean, it is so confusing. And that's when I looked at the guys and I was like, I don't know what's going on. And they gave me a login to watch the movie. So I'm pumped. If I really feel like if you enjoy the show, you should watch the movie. It changes everything. I enjoyed the movie. I really liked it. I love the artistic, like, I love the weird vibe. I love the soundtrack. The music's really weird. And, like, it's kind of futuristic and bright, weird colors. I just, I really like the dark side of of comic books and things like this. Like, less like Captain Marvel and more like weird. This is eerie. And I enjoyed it. (laughs) I enjoyed it. It's just really, it's funny because you just described, like, Zack Snyder's. I loved it. Approach to DC. I was about (laughs) it. I was all about it. I'm a huge fan. And now it makes me love the show. Like, so I went back and rewatched every episode after watching the movie. And I caught so many callbacks, like so many things that tie into the movie that I was like getting goosebumps. I'm like, oh my God, this is so 
so cool. So I really, it, it, you guys need you need to watch the movie if you haven't watched the movie. If you're watching the show, I can't believe I'm saying that. But you and me were both on the like you like Watchmen, right? Yeah, yeah, movie? yeah. I did too. Okay, I didn't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know where you stand on Watchmen. Like it's movie. fine. I mean, oh. I, I'm not a hater of it. I think yeah. it's a good. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I think they explained everything very nicely. So uh, now that we're four episodes in, because this latest episode continues to deepen some of the mysteries and callbacks. Uh, we get several callbacks to Vietnam, which plays a big part in yes. Watchmen, um, especially with the comedian's story and Dr. Manhattan's story. There's increasing kind of evidence behind this fan theory about what's happening to Adrian Veidt or Veidt or whatever you want to say his name is, uh, Jeremy Irons' version mm-hmm. of him, possibly being kind of a prisoner of Dr. Manhattan. Oh my gosh, and I felt that so much after watching the, the movie. Yeah. I, I was like, this makes so much more sense. Yeah, And I mean, obviously, like, this last episode is very disturbing how he, I thought his little servants or like I thought they were robots yeah so did I it is extremely disturbing yeah I couldn't actually rewatch that scene from. I was like rewatching the episode and I was like I'm skipping it I skipped part. it too I yeah, could I not like, watch wow. it again it was yeah. so disturbing for me especially when like they transform he ages them very yeah. quickly into the age that he wants them to be and the screams and shrieks are like yeah he's trying to play music more it's like because he just carries around these babies and then he like puts them. It's a very death stranding. Like he's like literally has a bag full of babies and he like grows them to be his servants. And he, then he puts just, them in is a that machine. What happens in death stranding? <laughs> well, well, one of the things is you are carrying around like this baby as your pod. But that's, I mean, no, they don't like age them or anything. It, yeah, like, well, yeah, that's just him because he's loony. Just about people carrying around babies. He doesn't care. Reason, like, a popular thing right now. Wow, what a year. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. So, like, yeah, that scene's really disturbing because um, you know what he's been doing to all of these yeah. clone servants he keeps, like, growing, and it's it's pretty horrific. And, like, yeah, so there's all these evidence that he's trying to maybe get out of this. I mean, he straight up says it's a prison in this one. Yeah. Like, I thought it was a paradise. It's a prison. And they're suggesting that maybe Dr. Manhattan, uh, because Dr. Manhattan let him go at first when he kind of did this thing to kind of scare everybody out of World War Three, but... It would stand a reason eventually Dr. Manhattan was like, well, I'm not going to just let you. Yeah. I think what had happened was um, Warshak's diary then became published. And then everybody finally, like the public, realized what he had actually done and the amount of people that. that he killed. Yeah. And now they're like, well, we have to imprison. Like, there's no way. This is just a secret between us. Like, the world knows, and we have to imprison him. Yeah. He's so, terrible. Look at that. Janelle <laughs> Wheeler. Watchman, Watchman fan. expert. Yes. Yeah. In under impressive. a couple of weeks. That was pretty impressive. <laughs> yeah. Thank just you. Just under yeah. a couple of weeks. There we go. See, yeah, I'm best. actually thinking that this should be my first comic that I like really go after hard and like start oh. reading. Oh, awesome. that's wow. how yeah, much I love it. Whole, I mean, we haven't that's even awesome. had. You like, can probably uh, finish it before Doomsday Clock finishes. Whoa, oh. Oh. probably. <laughs> oh, wow, <laughs> you are not wrong. Yeah. Oh man, we have to get out the ultimate cut with all the uh, the whole kind of comic book within Watchmen that exists. Oof, that, that gets to another level. Oh my god! But gosh. all right, so that's our check in with Watchmen. We're gonna keep it because uh, we are plugging for the show. I still really enjoy this. I'm loving it. So we're gonna keep plugging it. But uh, moving right along, let's get to the real thing we're talking about today. When we come back, we're gonna jump into all things Disney Plus. So be sure to stay tuned for all of that. So Disney Plus is up and uh, <laughs> Bob Iger, I'm sorry. It hasn't gone as smoothly no. as we oh, okay. probably hoped. 
because uh, Disney Plus Down is is trending as a trending topic right now. I just did a great post with everybody sending in their really messed up screenshots and memes and just people are savage. Oh, good to know because I thought it was just me. I had the spinning wheel of death throughout the entire episode in the right in the middle. It was like it had like the blue and then the Disney, the like little plus in there. I'm like, oh, that's a nice touch as it's loading. (laughs) And then it just stayed there for the entire episode of Mandalorian. And I was going something cute to fool you. That's what Disney does. Yeah. I'm not even going to mess with this. Wait, how long have I been sitting here? I can't even get there. It it showed the whole show. It just had this is our sporadic review of uh, (laughs) Disney Plus's launch. I can't even get to the spinning thing. Well, my thing is that my ex Xbox is now talking to me in Dutch because I switched it to Netherlands at 11 p.m. last night so I could get in and see it. And I logged in and it was like it was a foolproof plan until it was it straight wasn't. up gold <laughs> member. My Xbox, oh but my God. it worked. I got on Disney Plus. And I was, yeah, I mean, yeah, but it's like but once you're in, now you can't. Yeah, get now back you got to figure out how to be. <laughs> yeah, I'm stuck. I don't know how to get back to settings. Well, I mean. Well, that's a good segue because you did make this sacrifice, not without reason. You were helping out the old company by uh, getting in there and getting into this Marvel stuff. We don't have these new Disney Plus Marvel Studios uh, shows yet. They're coming starting next year. Uh, But uh, we did get a little something to kind of tease us as Marvel. So they did tease us with something called Marvel Expanding the Universe, which was a kind of look at... I haven't watched it yet. BD, you've watched it, right? I watched it like three times now. And, <laughs> and is, is it just about the Disney Plus series? It's all about the Disney Plus shows. I mean, it's like it was essentially like what it gives you the experience of going to Comic-Con without going to Comic-Con. It's, it's footage of Kevin Feige on stage. It's concept art that you only saw at Comic-Con. And I have a feeling that this won't be the last time we see something like this. But it's all Disney Plus show centric. There's nothing... Uh, knew about the three shows that are slated for the end of that run, which are Moon Knight, Ms. Marvel, and She-Hulk. But we got our first look, and there were these weren't even concept art. Uh, these weren't even Comic Con images. These were concept art that were released for the first time of like Falcon, uh, U.S. Agent, Bucky, Sharon Carter. Um, nothing of the characters. Vision. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, yeah. yeah, and Rupert Wyatt, the guy from like Overlord and Lodge Thirty Nine. He'll be U.S. Agent. Kind of joining it in Falcon. Yeah, he got a new costume. Sharon Carter did. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else? Did Bucky? Uh, Bucky's in like a American colored suit. It's like red, white, and blue with like a kind of a whiter but still silver metal arm. Uh, the Falcon costume isn't. It, it's not the Captain America Falcon costume. It's it's more of like a comic, classic comic. Pretty with slick like the gold. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I can't wait to see it with wings. I hope it's got the white wings. Yeah. Like it's got like a gold vise, like I've eye on the glasses. It's, it's gold. Like 70s Falcon. Black yeah, and red and white. Yeah, I mean, it's like a classic Falcon. I mean, I'm sure he's going to have a red, white, and blue Falcon America costume, which will be really cool. Uh, they all, I mean, they didn't give us anything for Loki really, except the fact that they said it's going to, you have a huge time traveling component. The what if stuff though, they showed footage and that it's interesting how far along what if is. Cause like the footage is like, it looks done. I mean, the animation, yeah, you got to start. Yeah. Like, you but like that's not till summer of 2021 that comes yeah. out. So they showed, uh, Peggy Carter as captain Britain. They showed zombie Captain America fighting Bucky on a train, which so is like cool. three East. Like it's like a reference to them on the train in the first Avenger. Then it's Bucky catches the shield and throws it back, which is a Winter Soldier nod. And then there's a Marvel Zombies nod. There's the skinny Steve Rogers in a Mark One Iron Man suit in World War Two, World War One, whatever war that was, uh, with Captain Britain and uh, T'Challa as uh, Star Lord. 
which is cool. I mean, it, it's just going to be and, and a look at Jeffrey uh, Wright's watcher, which oh, is nice. cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just yeah. I think that's I think the two oddly enough that people sleep on are Wandavision and What If, and I feel like those two are going to be like yeah. really highly entertaining. Mm-hmm. Well, like it's interesting, like because it, it, Wanda is going to go straight from Wandavision to Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Apparently, so is Loki. He he very well might. No, I mean that is confirmed that uh, Loki. Like, yeah, I think it was like over the weekend or something that Loki will feed right into. Oh, interesting. Doctor Strange. I mean, that makes yes. sense because it's alternate realities yeah. and stuff. And but I think Doctor Strange could appear in. WandaVision. Oh my gosh. I think that's not out of the realm of possibilities. He's, that's my favorite. He's my favorite of all Dr. time. Strange? Dr. Strange is my favorite. Oh my yeah. God, that's awesome. You're a Cumberbatch fan? Yes, huge. Uh, okay. Yeah. Why? I just love Dr. Strange because of like his story. I'm really into the like Buddhist training and like mentally being able to like unlock different dimensions no, and time. Are you trying to get to the astral plane? I mean, yes. It only makes sense. I'm a huge Whovian. reality. I love so it would only time. Be like a, to go it's a lower else. tier if you're trying to become a master of the mystic art. I, it's underneath God. I'm still. I'm yeah. sure. <laughs> so yeah. All right. So there you go. Yeah. And there's oh the deleted God. scene. From Avengers Endgame, which we're all like, well, good thing it was deleted. Oh, the whole oh, thing? Oh, it wasn't bad? No, no, no. Oh, no, I don't know. I don't think that's there. No, the, oh, Catherine, the kneeling? Yeah. Oh, your favorite, your the, favorite uh, bonus scene Catherine ever. Catherine Langford from, can we say Netflix while talking about Disney Plus? Netflix's uh, 13 Reasons Why. <laughs> Catherine Langford makes an appearance, and it's like when Tony Stark snaps his fingers wherever you go, like where Thanos saw young, saw young Gamora, Tony sees older Morgan H. Stark, has the cheesiest cut. And I like to think it would be punched up if it was cut for the movie and it wasn't. I think like they cut it for the sake of looking at it. They looked at it and they were like, nah. But I think that if it was in the movie, it would have been tighter and better. But it's just so cheesy. And it, it, he says, I love you 3000. And I think that was one, I love you 3000 too many. And it would have taken the the like allure out of that mm-hmm. line. Yeah, I think yeah. it would have been powerful if he just like saw it. Like, I don't think many dads with daughters would have been like dry eyed if he just got to see that before he like passed and I didn't even see yeah but at the same time like people would be like who the hell is she no yeah you know because it's an I mean we already had one of those in that movie anyway so yeah you already had uh, Emma Furman step in as Cassie Lang or not even like dude at the end Ty uh, what's his name from Iron Man 3 (laughs) oh Ty Simpkins yeah yeah, we already had too many possible like that's right who the hell is that kid things going on let's not pile those on I guess forget about Harley Keener I mean, it, the way it was cut in the end was probably for the best way from everything I've seen. So, like, yeah, I don't know. Between that and the kneeling, they made some good choices about what not to put in the movie. Yeah. And that's always important. <laughs> it is. important. Yeah. Absolutely. So, Matt, Disney Plus so far, what are you thinking? Not uh, enough Lady in the Tramp? It's great. Can't get in. Can't get into the <laughs> to the service to watch anything. Was all excited to watch Mandalorian. Couldn't I feel do like that. this is a good preview for what the whole <laughs> first year of the uh, streaming wars are going to be. We thought it was going to be like streaming services warring with each other, but it's going to be like us warring with our logins. Trust yeah, it's just get... bandwidth wars. Is like, yeah. <laughs> that's all it is. Yeah, so I mean, it'll be great once I can get in and watch some stuff. No, but I mean, I see what they've done and what they built. Like, you, yeah, you begin to look at the lineup of movies and TV series, and you're like, wow. And they just put it in your face. They're like, yo, welcome to Disney Plus. We got you want Captain Marvel, Endgame. You want some Avatar. You Argoyle. want some is trending you want right gargoyles? now. Yeah. Like, yeah. Gargoyles. <laughs> love gargoyles. Oh, and we got some new stuff. Lady Stop Tramp, it. Noel. What it is? It is. I, I know it's trending. Yeah. Why? Because gar- 
He's young. He's so young. He's so much younger than us. I, well, I had there you go. gargoyles. I am so much younger than you, but yeah. also I had gargoyles. <laughs> yeah, you don't understand. Why, I, why do you not like, like, okay, why do you not Are like you really going to go home this weekend and watch gargoyles? Keith David's voice made us feel safe in the night. You're going to be disappointed. <laughs> you're going to go watch it and you're going to be like, well, it was better when I was a kid. Gargoyles yeah. Oh, yeah. made I've us know it. America was that. strong. I mean, yeah, I've, I've done that. I'm still going to watch it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. It, because it's going to rewatch Gargoyles. Positives outweigh its negatives. I'm trying. sure the animation. No. Sucks and plus, and I got kids. Rough. I could put it off, like, and I'd be puppets. like, I'm not yeah. watching Gargoyles. Like You're watching Gargoyles. You're just trying to find reasons. Like to if spend you watch twelve dollars at this, if you watch point. the X Men animated series right now, it's it's rough in parts. Like the dialogue over the top, and the animation kind of sucks. Wolverine screams. Yeah, but like I still enjoy it for what it for what it is. I mean, I still enjoy. Enjoy it. Um, hey, enjoy it. Good for you. I'm, I'm going to go watch Darkwing Duck. Man. Rescue Rangers. I'm happy for oh, you guys. Oh, Rescue Man. Rangers. Yes. Oh, my Red God. Rescue Rangers. Stop. Stop. <laughs> Don't start it. Don't start Man, the gargoyles are made out of stone. They got more heart than you, dog. Come on. I did do something yesterday. SpongeBob. SpongeBob. Rather watch SpongeBob. He's young. I'm telling you, also, SpongeBob is our. You come from whenever. SpongeBob is our sister property, by the way. By the way, SpongeBob is our sister property. So uh, I'm just on the team here. Viac- oh, stop. <laughs> Viacom. Stop excuse it. me. That's why he watches it. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna ruin stop. it though when they bring Venom in. <laughs> so Go to bed. Get ready for that disappointment. I'm out. Stop it. So uh, yeah, I mean, so everybody's have apparently something to watch. I'm way behind on my Disney Plus like watching. Like I've only gotten through the Mandalorian. What you guess is this? I haven't thing? gotten through the Mandalorian. So if you are talking spoilers, I'm gonna leave. What? what? Yeah, I haven't either. But they're gonna here? spoil it for me because I. Oh, I, I don't want to spoil Disney. I haven't had a chance to watch it. I was up working till one in the morning doing Can't Marvel stuff. Disney. Fine, we're gonna do something that nobody planned for. Get. Get out of here. Go get Charlie Ridgely. Get him in here. Has he watched Mandalorian? Oh, yeah. You know. Oh, I'll go has. get Charlie. Yeah, go get Charlie. All right. We're going to do guys a live continue. switch. continue. Don't tell Brittany. She'll freak out. Yeah. No. <laughs> We're doing a live switch. Doing a live switch. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Jim, live switch. Jim's curious. He's walking oh, by. No. Oh, Jim's, no. Jim's catching oh, no. on. Oh, no. Oh, no. Get Charlie. Is he right there? He's not there. It's just all right, it's just us. We'll I will talk. say that I did watch the Nutcracker, the Disney Nutcracker yesterday on Netflix. Yesterday, because I knew it was going to go away. Whatever. <laughs> just, 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 just to be like, all right, one last support for Netflix, and then, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't hate over. on that. Uh, Arabian Dance is one of my favorite songs of all time. So. It's so, it's really cute. It's a great it's little Christmas keep, movie. It's what I used to keep the beast on the chain, Matt. The Arabian <laughs> Dance from Nutcracker. It's like my program song they played for me <laughs> oh my God, during my uh, born days. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Oh but anyway, so we don't know if Charlie Ridgely's ever coming in here, yeah, so, so we're going to keep okay, it moving. I have plenty to say about this. Yeah, and we're going to talk about Star Wars The Mandalorian. So this has finally arrived. The first live-action Star Wars series is here. And yeah, man, we are really, we were really psyched. I've been watching that first teaser like endlessly, which I still think is like one of my favorite teasers or trailers period of the year. It's been a nice welcome respite mm-hmm. from Joker's trailer. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, the music's just, I mean, it's kind of just as dark and ominous. It's just, you know, I mean, you know what I like, Matt. You know what I like, <laughs> like, it is what it is. But um, so the first episode is out. We are going to be talking full spoilers for The Mandalorian. So if you have not watched The Mandalorian, please do not write us angry letters and or one star reviews. We are telling you right now, we are going to be talking full spoilers because there is a lot to kind of dissect here. So jumping right in, uh, let's go around first. Um, I thought it was good, The Mandalorian. I think like all things Star Wars these days, it's trying to balance a lot of elements of the franchise, like 
There's some darker, kind of harder edge, Rogue One-y kind of stuff. There's some lighter kind of prequels kind of stuff, especially like there's a whole creature writing segment, which I feel like now is like baked into every Star Wars story <laughs> formula. You got a creature? It was yeah, great. Be like a creature. Yeah. And yeah. so something you got to ride. Um, yeah, I know. But the whole CGI creature riding thing is like always kind of weird. But uh, I liked a lot of the um, alien characters we met, especially Nick Nolte's character. Are there Ewoks? Uh I don't know if there are going to be Ewoks or Are not. there Ewoks in the first episode? No. No, no, no. Oh, hey, here he is. Here he is. Here. Oh, yeah. Hey. Charlie. Charlie. Charlie boy. Live. Charlie's like, yeah, I know this. Hey, get in here. <laughs> so, you guys him picking up uh, Mr. Charlie Ridgely's in here, a.k.a. Turn Up Charlie, who has been covering this Disney Plus stuff like crazy lately. Uh, you're going to have to talk like BD because we synced his mic to his uh, audio, so you're going to have to talk okay. like BD. I, can I get in? I don't know if I have any Jersey accent in me. No, you just gotta see him just yeah. talk as if you're like really tired Wait, and you should be done. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I am really tired. I stayed up last night to watch The Mandalorian, so I, like to think I am. I am. Hey, Janelle, how are you? Hi, I'm great. It's good uh, to see you. I am, uh, I am a little tired, so maybe that'll. that'll oh, yeah, work that's out. Great. Yeah, So we're talking okay. to Mandalorian and we're just going around and uh, saying kind of like what we thought about it. Um, yeah, I think it's trying to balance a lot of elements of the franchise, but I think it does so pretty well. Uh, I think this is a good side of Star Wars that we haven't explored before. And I think it holds together because Pedro Pascal can act his butt off even in a suit of armor with a helmet mm-hmm. on. Um, just his presence and his kind of swagger is really good. He kind of nails that very noir, western, gunslinger type thing. And that's how it begins. It begins basically with a saloon scene like yeah. from an old western where he kind of catches a bounty and... Uh, yeah, it goes down really well before we kind of get this expanding mystery. I think there's a nice sprinkling of kind of references to the past, teasing of mysteries that are going to be kind of coming down the pike. There is actual time for, like, character development in this first episode. I love that. You yeah. see the Mandalorian kind of partner with various people or thing, like Nick Nolte's alien character, who I love. I have spoken is, I feel like, going to be... I lo- I'm totally going to start doing that yeah, in every like conversation with that. my boyfriend. I'm just going to be like, I have spoken. I feel like you're going to start with your boyfriend, and it's oh. going to expand. You're just going to be, like, ordering at a restaurant. <laughs> yeah. And he'd be I like, man, if you sure this special, you'd be like, I have spoken. <laughs> um, but, uh, like, yeah, he was a great, great. character. Taika Waititi's uh, droid character was a great, great. one. Love yeah. him. Um, yeah, there's a great... And it manages to actually bake... What I was surprised in is... In in the, in the kind of climactic part of this episode, there's a lot of suggestions of, like, actual funny humor without being, like, ever too cheesy to me. Yeah. Uh, the Mandalorian's interaction with Taika Waititi's droid, or, there's, like, a running gag with um, the self-destruct thing because the droid thinks, like, whenever there looks like the odds are bad and they're going to get taken, he's like, all right, well, I'm initiating my self-destruct sequence. He's like, and don't he do like, it! Yeah, <laughs> he starts a thermal detonator in his chest, <laughs> and then he's like, whoa, like, stop! Like, we're going to get out of this. And so there's, like, a whole bunch of humor like that. And, uh, yeah, and it, it ends on one hell of a reveal that, I mean, I know Star Wars fans are either going to be really divided about or, like, just buzzing and theorizing about or both, so... Yeah, so I mean, I really enjoyed it. And are you gonna say what the reveal is? I mean, yeah, I, I don't know why we said we're spoilers. Yeah, you said spoilers. I don't know. I just always feel weird about I it. Know, okay, then, no, I if you don't want to, that's split. fine. No, we can always dive I'll into it so at a later time. Cute. So the job that he gets hired to do, in kind of by Werner Herzog, is to pick up a live cargo alive, which is you know not necessarily. Um, like a, but if a rule he has for the Mandalorian. Kill, but he yeah. says, like, but if I know your job, if you need to kill. Yeah, if you need to kill. You like, need to kill, do it. But he makes it very clear 
bring this thing in alive, which is a very important thing to remember later on. Yeah. At the very and end. And the as they said, it's a 50 year old uh, living being that you need to pick up. And it was like, that's all that we're going to give you. So they don't tell and him anything. tracker, yeah. And so he fights through this whole army that's guarding this thing with this droid character. And they get in and they open this little pod where, where their kind of target is. And it's a tiny Yoda alien. <gasps> Yeah. 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 Oh my god. And he's so cute. Yeah, it's like a Speaking baby Yoda. Speaking of gremlins, wait, what? Yeah, it's like a baby Yoda who's like 50 With years old, which is nothing eyes. in Yoda because the guys we're in her talk tells him like oh my gosh. some beings don't age the same, so it's just like a baby Yoda. Oh my god, and that's the amazing. droid wants to kill it because it's like, oh, probably best we kill it and it's gonna Well, so that's what I was mentioning. The droid IG11 says he was ordered that, to like kill the directive it. I, I was told to bring this in dead like to yeah. terminate on site yeah and so they both established when they met they both were working for the guild yeah and then they were both given two very different directives the mandalorian was said bring it in alive i mean if not possible like we understand but you won't get paid as much like you want to bring this in alive ig11 was given in the exact opposite order and so there is something bigger at play mm. you know based on where these orders are coming from and what and significance if, this this baby yeah, holds. And if everybody is who they say they are, like if Werner Herzog is like really working through the guild or if there's something else going on right. there. So yeah, so the Mandalorian That's smokes awesome. the droid, oh which God. I was upset about. I wanted more Taika Waititi. I mean, I, I think that we're oh, going to... I think they were going to get more of that. Like, there's the whole self destruct sequence. I think there's. I think that's going to be that character's too too good to go away. Yeah, so I think soon. they hope. I hope they yeah. bring him back online. So, like, basically, but uh, yeah, he gets the Mandalorian shoots him in the head before yeah. he can shoot the baby, and then the Mandalorian because it, it looks like they shoot the baby. It looks like, like they I, shoot for a the second. Baby. I was like, yeah. no, no way, me too. Like, that's that would been a really hard show. Dark. if They had like done that. I mean, this show's already kind of dark. But, it's like, great. The first scene where he's like collecting his first bounty. I I told you I was so excited to see like kind of how they handle so much killing because he's yeah we were talking about the door scene so I love the door scene where he like pulls a body and it was done in the most Star Wars way because when you watch yes we've seen it in the trailers and I was like that's gonna be gruesome and that's not gonna fit the whole theme of Disney plus like the whole we want to be more for families and stuff and I was really interested to see how they would balance that. Yeah. And I think you I mean you're absolutely right. It's it's very like on that line. The way that they cut it, like it doesn't it, lose like, the thumps. effect. You still see the legs. Yeah. You see it from the door. It doesn't lose it's it. Really so you cool. But you still legs. like it's you not yeah. graphic. The door and great. The doorways. It's perspective so great. Back at him, and everybody in the bar is just like, "What? The fuck? <laughs> yeah." You know, and like, that wasn't. He wasn't even. He was trying to get this other guy. <laughs> like he kills all of. Yeah, these. he kills all these dudes who yeah. are trying to harass the guy he's actually there for. It sounds awesome. And so yeah. he goes up and the guy's it's, like, it's oh, thank good. you for taking care of I me. Like and he, just, and he never too. says anything. He just is staring at him. And he's like, okay, you could have my credits. And then he just puts down a hollow thing that shows that he's the bounty. And he's like, ah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that alien guy, I don't know who plays him. I have to look it up. Yeah, but uh, very funny. Yeah, it was, it was very good. It was, I, I, when I was, I was just writing my review before I came in here. Um, and I think this might be the, the most Star Wars show and or Star Wars thing in the least Star Wars thing at the same time, you know, it's such a departure from everything we know as Star Wars. It's, I mean, it's basically a Clint Eastwood movie, which is awesome. Um, but it's also like you talked about with like that, that humor is so exactly what Lucas was going for in the original movies. Like it's, it's so funny, but in a way that isn't like over the top and it's just kind yeah. of subtly, it, it's the, I, I love you. I know lines. Like it's those kind of, you know, it's Han's charm. Like that's the kind of like funny that we're getting, you know, in this show. And it's one of my, my favorite Star Wars traits is, is the franchise's ability to make like tertiary characters what hook you the most. 
you know, not from like a, just a marketing standpoint from like a, you genuinely want to see more of them and you invest in them. And then you come around to the kind of lead characters along the way. And you feel that so much in the Mandalorian with Nick Nolte's character with IG 11. You know, I think that Warner Herzog is, was like born to be a star Wars villain. He was see so good in that role. And yeah. like, it, it brings you in in all the ways that Star Wars always well, has. Like we'll I said on uh, it's, Twitter it's a lot. like any series that has Carl Weathers and Werner Herzog. <laughs> and I left Nick Nolte out and Nick Nolte, but uh, definitely with Werner Herzog and Carl Weathers is a winner in my book, like already. So question from someone who hasn't seen it, because uh, you said Pascal is great. And now is he helmeted throughout most yeah. of yep. the show? No, all, all, of, the show. all of the show. The Never takes thing. off his helmet. Okay, so does this, as a weird kind of, tangentially related does this kind of make you feel a little better about like a halo movie because you can see that someone can actually pull it off with someone not taking yeah the helmet off? i mean yeah I guess. and it's also kind of like but it's also like really worked in like they're beginning to kind of show you if you haven't watched like clone wars and things like that the animated series like what mandalore is all about and the actual culture of mandalore there's a whole kind of mandalore cultural scene in the middle of it um where it shows you like there's a mission, there's a higher purpose to like what he's doing. Basically, after he gets these guys in the beginning, he freezes them all in carbonite and like t- or turns in his bounty, the guy, because he tries to escape on the ship and like he finds all the carbonite and he's like, what's this? And the Mandalorian surprises him and just throws him in and like carbonites him. So he he's collecting ore for payment and he's very specific about like what he'll accept versus what he won't. He won't accept anything. He hates things from the Empire, blah, blah, blah. But he takes this, uh, I forget it, I don't want to, Star Wars fans will come for me, it's like Blast Air Steel or something like that, I forget the exact um, name of um, it. Bes- Beskar? Beskar Steel, Bes- yeah. yeah. Um, and so he gets that ore, and then he takes it back to kind of this other Mandalorian, this female Mandalorian who's a who's a blacksmith, and we don't know who she is yet, and there could be a whole thing about that. And there was flashbacks from his childhood, yeah, childhood and, and the... the- what looks like droids and the Clone Wars. Yeah, it was great. Um, and so he takes these, the the bounties, he's paid the ore, and she melts it down, and she creates like a shoulder pad, and that's the next piece of his armor. Oh, cool. So he's kind of like slowly in there talking. There's this whole kind of Mandalorian cultural thing about it's great that this lost kind of metal, because that's what they are. They're these famed warriors from the Outer Rim. Their armor and weapons are second to none, made from these ore that is, you know, yeah. unique to them. So he's kind of getting this stuff that the Empire came to Mandalore during, you know, the the rise of the Empire yeah. and conquered it and, and subjugated it. And so and mined, you know, weapons and used its ore. And so he's kind of reclaiming this and, and doing this whole kind of uh, ritualistic thing. And then they make it back into their armor and he's kind of like rebuilding. So it's a whole metaphor, people, metaphor, <laughs> um, like rebuilding Mandalorian culture, mm. essentially. So That's awesome. Yeah. And so you get, I mean, this all happens in the first episode, like yeah. in the midst it's of It's a lot of information, yeah. but it doesn't feel like information overload. No. Even for someone who doesn't have like a ton of knowledge yeah. of the Star Wars universe and all of that. Like I just enjoy it, but I haven't, you know, gone over and watched the these movies and these animated series. Like, I don't really have a lot of knowledge in this, and I definitely enjoyed it. I hope it's not going to be another Watchmen situation where it's no. like, but I, I really no, dug I it. Think I they're really they're definitely it. making this right now in Star Wars as a jumping on point mm-hmm. for, for people. Um, yeah. I mean, we're getting out of the Skywalker saga. So in after December, even all of that background will just be another a different yeah. story. Um and all you got to do is read wikis about, like, what is Mandalore? And that's about it. Yeah. And a lot of people, 
don't watch the animated series and never watched all the sagas right. about Mandalore and all that stuff. So, like, yeah, you're not, I don't think it's going to be the same as Watchmen. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No squids raining, hopefully. <laughs> Which, by the way, just to bring it full circle, like, they still, I still don't understand the squid thing, even after watching the movie, because they made it seem like the bomb was... Yeah, they kind of change that up a little. Yeah, they do in the movies. So, yeah. That's what I said. It's more of a book, a book situation. Yeah. There's okay. a whole, yeah. There's a whole other side. But of lucky it. for me, I know the guys at Comic Book, and I got a text message from Kobe saying, "Yeah, it was actually supposed to be a giant squid that smashed New York City." So. <laughs> yeah, psychic <laughs> squid. Yeah, it's a whole other thing. But uh, yeah, we'll talk about that um, in the coming weeks because I'm sure it's going to come up. But. Uh, all right. Any final thoughts, Mandalorian? I'm, I mean, I'm really psyched after that ending. We have another episode coming out this week on Friday. Friday. Yeah. Um, we probably won't get to see it. So it'll be, I think, Janelle, you'll be back with us next week when we probably break that down and talk about it. Yeah, this yeah. will be our Wednesday. Yes. So, uh, all right. We'll talk about that then, uh, but be sure to check that out. If you're going to Disney Plus, yeah. I mean, I don't think I have to tell you, but in case I do, check I'm it out. more excited now about it. I was already excited before. I'm more excited now. Of course now. you are. You were, let you him were log Baby in. Yoda and you no, were already yes, in. Yes, I was, I was in. At yeah. the minute <laughs> said Baby Yoda. All right. We got to get out of here soon. But Matt, you know, as oh, always, yeah. on hey, Wednesday, yeah. you got to take us and uh, tell us what's hot at the comic shop this week and uh, break it down for us. Uh, so uh, there's a, I mean, speaking of debuts, uh, there's a really cool debut uh, for DC Comics. So uh, they have an imprint that is called Young Animal. It's kind of a uh, different rap name. difference. But yeah, well, that would fit. Well, wow, that's a good rap name. Wow. Uh, uh, the, wow. uh, if no, it is. Uh, so they kind of do their own spins. Uh, a lot of times it's original characters or characters like no one's screwed with for a minute. Uh, but then they'll put their own spin on it. Doom Patrol, Animal Man, some of those characters. Uh, so this week they're actually doing a Green Lantern spin. So it's like a new character. Uh, the Green Lanterns like exist, but uh, it's the first time that uh, N.K. Jemison has written a comic, uh, and Jamal Campbell does the art. And this book is like it's a mini series, so it's going to be self-contained. You don't have to go read a bunch of stuff. You just have to essentially know the premise of the Green Lanterns, which is like space cops. And they do a really good job of space breaking cops. that in. Joe, who is the Green Lantern here, uh, which. By the way, she she looks like if Janelle Monet were a Green Lantern. Like it, it's so like that's what, what I kept thinking this entire time. I was like, oh my god, it's like we Janelle don't know Monet. that Janelle Monet isn't a Green. Exactly right. Uh, so this book is fantastic. First issues out, you can give it a chance. But it's like she's essentially called in to investigate, um, not even to investigate, to be this planet's cop who they haven't had a murder in like 500 years because they removed all emotion. So they didn't typically have a lot of people having anger and hurt and all a bunch of stuff, but now they do. And so it's hilarious to see like this planet, which has all these modern technological advances be completely inept for things like they're, they actually ask her like, what do we, so what do we do? Where do we put the body? Like they have a dead body <laughs> and they don't know what to do because they haven't dealt with it for 500 years. Uh, <laughs> they don't know what investigate means. there at 4 a.m.? So she's, they're like, what's procedure? And she's like just okay just like she's having to walk them through it and it's hilarious and she's so like funny and sarcastic and you see her go like there's this whole society that in one issue it's kind of like the mandalorian they build a lot there's a lot of world building but it doesn't feel like you're getting exposition shoved at you it's funny the art is gorgeous i definitely recommend it. if you're going to check out a book Check out that one because it's fantastic. Um, so that's big from DC. Also, uh, fellow Green Lantern fans, uh, they're doing these tales of the multiverse, of the dark multiverse, which is like all that dark Batman stuff. Uh, and they're doing these kind of what if tales, essentially. And they do one with Blackest Night. 
So uh, it's actually the premise is kind of instead of uh, Sinestro sharing the white light towards the end of Blackest Night, he didn't. And he kept it all for himself because he thought he was the best one. And because of that, everything falls apart. Like, all the heroes die. <laughs> like, the place is, like, terrible. And he's the only, like, there's only, like, three people left that are not these yeah. zombie fight thing. And it's Lobo, Dove, and him. And wow. he's, like, half white, half black lantern because, like, it ate into him. But the white light keeps it at bay. It's Whoa. They do some really cool stuff with the story and uh it's it does a lot it's like the the recap for blackest night is literally maybe the first two pages and the rest is just original them taking stuff and it does not end where you think it's supposed to so i definitely recommend that as well uh the flash number 82 uh because of all the lex luther taking over the world stuff which that's way complicated but essentially it sets up the place of the rogues being able to run the world so like captain cold runs central so this city is dark rain dc essentially yeah but this is – it's the story. The premise is not original. Uh, the stuff in between and, like, what happens to the flashes, what, you know, the decisions that he makes to keep control of this place are. It's interesting. So I would definitely recommend that. Uh, Fallen Angels number one, uh, continuing our Dawn of X. Uh, this is actually the last – I think yeah, this is the it. last new series. Yeah, from Dawn of X. For Wave 1. Uh, and this one is X-23, Psylocke. And uh, Cable, uh, for Mr. Sinister fans, will find so much to love in this issue because I really enjoyed his parts. Uh, and if you're a fan of those, this is really a Psylocke book. Uh, the other characters have important parts to play, but this is really a Psylocke book. So if you're not interested in, like, her history and all this other stuff, you probably you might not be interested in this, but it's really good. It's it's very different. Uh, X-Men number two is also out, so that's the second issue. Of Wait, it is? Constant, mm-hmm. It's oh, also man, out this I week. got a lot to read. Uh, <laughs> I am sad because this is the final issue of Unbeatable Squirrel Girl, uh, issue number 50. <laughs> Squirrel Girl is amazing. Squirrel and, uh, Girl. 50 issues strong. Okay. It's so fun and funny and irreverent. Oh, Janelle. This is the last issue. I have to say goodbye to this series. It makes me sad. However, it's been really fun. So this is, I have to say goodbye. <laughs> Thank God that movie never happened. Uh, what? No. Uh, Hellmouth number two, the Buffy Angel crossover continues with its second issue. And then last but not least is Go Go Power Rangers number 25. Got to get that plug in there. Time. Damn right. All right. <laughs> oh, That's it. That'll do it for this episode of Comic Book Nation. Thank you guys for riding with us as we talked about all this Disney Plus madness. If you guys are just getting into the show now, we put up new episodes every Wednesday and Friday on comicbook.com where you can subscribe to our RSS feed where you can regularly get updated with new episodes or you can subscribe on your favorite listening platform. We're on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Google Playlists. You can tell any Amazon Alexa device to fire up Comic Book Nation podcast or you can go on the YouTube and find us there under the comicbook.com page. We have a whole section of our videos for these, uh, you know, for these video podcasts, broadcasts we do. If you want to continue the discussion with us, you can always find us at the hashtag comic book nation, or you can talk to me at Kofi Outlaw. You can find me at Matt Aguilar CB. And you can find me at twitch.tv slash Janelle Wheeler and at Janelle Wheeler on all social media. So I don't know about you, Charlie. I don't know if we have a lower third, lower like in there That's for okay. you, but it'd be funny it, to cut to you and see if you what want, we have. You can find if me. you have Brandon Davis's name up there, put it up there. Let's get that lower third. Yeah, if up you go there. yell at me, yell at him. It'll be fine. Brian, we got loaded there. You got it. <laughs> oh, that's fine. We missed it, but it's okay. This is Charlie Ridgely. Why don't you just give him uh, verbally? You can tell him. That'll do it for this episode of Comic Book Nation. As I said, thank you guys for riding with us. We'll be sure to see you on our next episode. Peace. Deuces. 